When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Y'all ready? Uh, let's go. Welcome. This is Michael Caldis World. Started on Venice Beach, now he reaching the world. He'll make you laugh till your stomach hurts. Super fly, nice guy. And pray if you need the word. While he dressed to the night. Come on, get ready for the star search winner. An OG three times. This ain't no beginner. Whether you in your house, you on your burger, out to dinner, on your job, in your car, turn it up and hey, remember. Michael talks to everybody. Michael talks to everybody. Michael talks to everybody. You know what it is, shawty. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, boy. What? I don't even have the rights to play that. So I just played like 14 seconds, maybe seven. Anyway, it's your boy, Michael Kai, and Michael talks to everybody. I hope that was a hint enough for y'all to know who I'm having the honor and the pleasure of speaking with today. You know, and I mean, at this time to talk to them is so great because we're celebrating the 50th year of hip hop. And this guy's a hip hop pioneer. He wasn't originated. You know, when this, when this thing began, he was in it. He didn't even, he was talking about, he didn't even know there would be such a thing as a, Hip hop album, and then them boys come out. Uh, uh, Sugar Hill game. He said, "Oh, that's how you make it with rappers delight." So this guy's from the beginning. He's all the way through with it. He knows what it was then, what it is now. Get your hands together, uh, and you get your little chubby fingers together for the great Chuck D. Hey, brother, welcome, 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 welcome to the show. I applaud for you. You know, <laughs> Mike, really appreciate this opportunity to come on to your show. 
Um, you've always been one of my favorites. I, I tell you, listen, you changed the way I look at airports because wow. <laughs> I always talk about people washing their hands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, I would go in the bathroom at the airport. And of course, you know, like I would see like business people go in there and they go use the, the stall or whatever and they come out and you think that they turn on the water. Some of, I see a person and the first thing they do is brush their hair and then go out and meet Chad or their business. Partner. Don't cut no water on at all. So as I see that, I'll be thinking about Michael Collier. You know, how many people go to the bathroom and don't wash their damn hands? And then you was you was a precursor <laughs> to the rules that came down and let people reassure, like, yo, the pandemic is here. Wash your damn hands. I forgot I'd even done that video right. We did one called Wash Your Damn Hands. And I'm sure it saved lives, too, because there's some nasty mother. There's some nasty folks out there, man, and they're touching people. You know, what's so weird for us as celebrities Everybody want to shake our hand. That's the thing. You know? It's like, it's like, and my daughter be tossing me the, the uh, see, it's, it's a certain etiquette that hadn't even taken place. Like, you don't want to shake a hundred hands and then all of a sudden after you do it, everybody see you going, <laughs> putting on the sanitizer. But after the pandemic, they understand. Before they didn't understand. Yeah. People be like, yo, so what's up, what's up with my hand? Yeah, before you had to hide it, you had to turn your back. You had to turn your back as you pour that little that little fluid on your hands and wiping it. What is he doing behind his back? Now you just pour it right in their face. You you know about them germs, dude. Come on now. All right, go ahead. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that, Mike. You changed you changed my world on it. <laughs> I appreciate you even listening to the things I'm out here saying. You know, I've been trying to do conscious comedy since I started. You know, I was always talking about safe sex. I talk about safe sex when people weren't even talking about selling condoms. They wouldn't do advertisement for them in 86 on radio or TV because it was too dirty a thing to talk about it in public. But all you needed was a condom to save a life. I was out there talking about, you know, safe sex, talking about racism, talking about my addiction and talking about recovery. Because I think we can heal through our art, man. We can heal through our craft. If I could make you laugh, and then you walking down the street and it hits you, that I said something. Wait a minute. He what was he put? Oh, he tricked me. He put some knowledge in there. Then I feel like we're really doing something, you know. So I'm glad to still be here, brother. We both been here for a minute. To me, art is almost a cultural. It's a cultural religion to me. If I knock it down, and this, this is this is my military. I don't. I don't go up against hate and all that stuff. I fight with, for love and stuff like that. Art is love. Everybody got art in them, but very few of us could get art out of ourselves. And this is why people need entertainment. To be and entertainment for them is is therapy. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to spend most of my life being able to create. I create like a furnace, bro. Wow! And this is your thirty eighth year. I don't even know. I ain't keep count. I know I'm 63, so I don't keep count on how many years. I'm 66. I think this is my 37th. I think this is 38 for you. Okay, younger bro, bro. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And they think that we're still doing it and we're still relevant. That's what's important, you know, because I've seen a lot of cats come and go doing these yeah. things we do, you know? Number one thing I think, Mike, is that the relevancy, you got to be relevant to yourself. I don't create art for nobody else. When I'm in front of a public who knows and, and have supported my art, I got 100% obligation and responsibility to turn that art and that performance out. But when I'm creating art, you know, and if I'm, if I'm 
collaborating with people that I'm creating the art as as our collaboration calls for it. Mm. But outside of that, it's this is what it is. And you got to be confident of what you do and be like, and leave it there. Um, it's not an arrogance, it's confident. And I just think you can't just go follow something and just try to follow something that is not you. You make your art, you hold it right there. And so, yeah, of course, things could be dangled in front of you. But when you do that, you have a sense of yourself. And I'm not the type of person that will go in the mirror and then go outside and ask the person how I look. <laughs> you already looked in the mirror. You covered. Yeah. So I don't. I, I think I tell artists, I, I'm like an art coach. I tell artists, I say, hold your art ground. Don't try to have anybody sway your art. You could ask for advice. You can ask for techniques and stuff like that, but your art comes out of yourself. Don't try to like compromise the art. Now, at the end of the day, you got to explain for it if you want to go into the world of commerce. But right. Quincy Jones very clearly, he said, "Yeah, art. You know, art is great. Art's in us. But once money starts coming in, God walks out the room." Mm, that's true. Now, some people ask them to leave. Um, <laughs> you know, we go have to. Oh, I'm going to feel bad about how this is going to work out. You know, um... I got to write this down. Yeah, I gotta, see, when I talk to you, I got to write down notes, man. I... <laughs> this is so cool. So, so gave we me, are... gave me a little additional part to the. <laughs> yes, please add that on. Uh, I've been using it all along. Please add that on by all means. I we're speaking to the the co-founder and the front man of Public Enemy, which is like, you know, these originators of what the great art form of hip hop is. I'm old enough to remember when we were scoffed at and laughed at the idea of hip hop. White folks talking about there y'all go with that devil music, that 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 uh uh the vicious music, the music that's not for society. Now you can't cut on your TV. Without hearing hip hop, you can't hear a commercial or anything else going on on TV without the hip hop influence, you know. And why is it we always have to beat the drum first and then folks get it later? That's because we've been blessed with all the cool. What, what is it? Well, number one, if you take a, a history and a geography away from a people, then that's what you got slavery then. We don't know where we're coming from or who we are, right? Mm -hmm. Where we're at. You got slavery and we were enslaved people from having the authoritative voice or a voice of equality in this place for so long. And I ain't going to be long on this talk, but it's quite simple. If you told that if you open your mouth, you're going to get killed or your baby get taken away, your wife getting do, done whatever to her, then you're going to be quiet. But outside of that, that, that the expression of music meant so much. So, mm -hmm. you know, church, it wasn't just praying to God. It was like, yo, man, I want to kill these devils. You know what I'm saying? And, but I'm yeah. singing. And it was the, it was directions too. Like you know, we are gonna go around back of the red barn this afternoon, and we got the axes and the axes and stuff. If Whitey catches us, we kill them down by the river. But we would encode it in the music. So they just what unfortunately is still going on today, in that the coding are things that aren't as as delicious. I mean, now we're talking about the big booties, what she wearing in the jewelry. All that's encoded in the music, and we are still mesmerized by the music, so sometimes we don't hear what the words are and what's being said to us. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 don't apologize because you're totally right. But today with technology, we get in a whole nother discussion on that. People listen too much with their eyes. Um, the gadgets that we all have now made us screen agers. And so screen, screen agers. Yeah, they screen agers. So screen agers 
look for the good, bad, ugly, and everything else through the screens. We operate through the screens, but we're operating through a production through the screens. We have receivers that look to the screens for, to fill up their time. So less eye to eye, less listening with your ears, more like I got to see what my eyes give me the answer. And so right now, we, you know, when I grew up, it was like, believe half of what you hear, none of what you see. Now it's like, believe, you know, none of what you see, maybe half of what you hear, but because people ain't listening at all. You know what I'm saying? I got to see it to believe it. Remember that? You know? Yeah. People think they're seeing is believing, but really it's the opposite because you really got to believe it to see it. If you really want it to come to four, you have to visualize it and hold on to it until it actually materializes. And I have been shown time and time again by the Lord that it actually works. All you got to do is believe in a thing with everything. Don't let it go no matter what other people say, whether they're your friends or family members. You know, sometimes one of the worst motherfuckers in your life is a family member, you know, so you don't know where it's coming from. But if it's not purely of the thought and the idea that you're already holding on to, let that go and stay focused and you'll slowly see the thing appear. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's one of the things that when people talk about hip-hop, you know, in its 50th year, uh, I was 13 at the time it came about. I wasn't fascinated, but I'm a Long Islander. You know, my past from Harlem. So right. it's Bronx because it started from a, even a younger movement that couldn't get in into the clubs that older people were doing. If anybody knows the makeup of the Bronx that back then, it wasn't, it wasn't Harlem. Harlem is the main spot. So Black folks moved out to the Bronx because it was, you know, I mean, further out and cheaper income. It's like somebody that goes from South Central to Compton back in the day. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, they, white folks is moving out and they got some availability out there. So if you're a young person, a young family or whatever, we're going to have to move to the Bronx. So it's really like a suburb. But um, so in, in, in the 70s, what the city had did is like the white folks moved out because they put the Cross Bronx Expressway through it. And it just all the other ethnic communities but white folks especially you know uh, ones with money they moved to florida but for some they own the buildings and the city stopped servicing the outskirt areas and stopped servicing the Bronx, where black folks and puerto ricans have moved in for about a 15 20 year period they left it for dead mm. and so start taking things out of the schools you start taking community centers away you start right. taking um the, the best food away services that really make a community a community and you start like and, and you take away the arts too forget but that's the first thing to go is the arts and then you're covering up this young energy angst with more police mm -hmm. so don't live there they kind of patrol it you know right. what i'm saying right situation in the Bronx by the 70s, it's like, man, this place is a, it's a ghost dead town. And out of, you know, a lot of circumstances happening, but out of that, those ashes, like a phoenix rose, this ability to create something from nothing. It wasn't really nothing, but mm. they just like the blues. They say, oh man, black people, man, in, in the Delta, you know, they made something out of nothing. There's always something. We have a different thing. We have our own code. Right. Created something that sprouted even bigger because we was happy with it. And when I saw this come about, I was like, hmm, that's interesting coming from the Bronx. And um, and I, like I said, I seen an art form being able to be created with a whole technical aspect. And, you know, like, here's another thing, Mike, in New York, you're, you're from uh, L.A., right? Chicago. I'm from Chicago, Southside Chicago. Southside? Birthplace of the first hip hop record. And that's Pygmy Markham. Yes, you know about Pygmy Mark. Well, well, Gene, that Daddy Gene, Gene Barge is 97. 
And he's a good, great friend, mentor, hero. Thought that Gene Bar- Gina Barge is a great friend. Lee Farmer's uh, son-in-law. He cre- he was a producer over at Chess Records for many, many years. Howlin' Wolf, Coco Taylor. He also wow. produced. I know Coco Taylor. 1968, Here Comes the Judge, right? With the same players from Rotary Connection. So also in the middle of Here Comes the Judge is Minnie Ripperton. He said, I'll take two orders of beer, please. That that's many Ripperton. Mm. So so yeah, so yeah, Shytown, you know, with the New York thing, it was like the the hip hop thing, it's like there was bands out there, but whenever you heard a band play a record or play a song, they never played it like you heard it on the radio. Mm, hold on, hold on one second. We'll take a quick break. Quick break. Gotta sell something. I don't know what they're selling, but it's something fabulous because we're selling it right here at iHeart. I'm your boy Michael Kaya. Michael talks to everybody, and today I'm with the great Chuck D. Man, we're learning some things, and I ain't even got to my notes yet. We'll be right back. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
we're back. Thank you, Chuck. Now, what were you saying now? No, I was like, so the first rap record, seriously, Pygmy, Markham, Chess Records, really on Checker Records, Here Comes a Judge, Minnie Ripperton is in that song, and uh, Gene Barge, the great Gene Barge, who turned 97 this year. Wow. Wow. Pig meat Markham. Oh, the judge is high as a Georgia pan. Everybody going to jail this morning. People think Flip Wilson came up with Here Come the Judge. Now, 26 they, years oh, before that. It was easy to see on TV. Remember, Flip was on TV all the time. And, and people even thought Sammy Davis Jr. had it. Remember? Right. For a while, he was saying Here Come the Judge. He, he was having fun with it. Chicago is really the serious birthplace of electric blues records. Definitely blues, yes. Um, you know, Barry Gordy and, and Smokey Robinson cut their first records at Chess Records in Chicago. So Chicago doesn't get props for being the center point of recorded music for black folks. So we, we make that note, and I make but sure But you that know who else? There's a white, there's a black guy named uh, Burt Williams. Do you know yes. who Burt Williams was? Burt Williams had an album called Nobody. That he did through Columbia Pit through Columbia Records, yes. sold three hundred thousand copies in nineteen ten. Yeah, black man, three hundred thousand yes, copies. That's that's crazy. That's and unbelievable. Then, oh, we have Mamie Smith. I think she sold two million blues records in nineteen twenty two. Mm. The history when you take history and geography away from a people, then it makes it seem like we got nothing, and we go chase anything that somebody dangle up there. Right, right. When we get into hip-hop, the thing about hip-hop is, like, it's made out of records. It, it comes to you with reminders of the past, even if you ain't got the detailed notes. It's all you need is a teacher to go alongside it and let people know, this has been done before. It's been done. Whenever, whenever we run into somebody that says, it's been done before, and then they start to illuminate what how it was done before, mm -hmm. We become less angry at each other. <laughs> we we take, take that anger. We might all jealousy at each other. We say, "Oh, that's why we are well, the way we are. That's mm -hmm. why we." Feel, so let's 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 feel good and and understand that's grandma and them. They they, they see we know a lot of times in our generations what we think is hip. We think it's just hip when it starts with us when we in our younger ages thinking it's. We started this hipness. Meanwhile, you got a grandmama somewhere just shaking her head. Be like, you don't even know. You have no idea how we had it popping. Yeah, they were hip and they knew what was going on. I say go back and look at our clothes. We've been dressing forever. 20s, 30s, 40s, fly hats. Everybody want to be black except black people. And that's just because we've been through it and we understand the heavy lifting that's involved. I'm about to ask you about studio. But once again, let me set you up for the audience so they know who I'm talking to. Co-founder and front man. Uh, for a public enemy who was like, come on, 1985, starting all this off. Him and Flavor Flav did that thing together. But now you're even in a rock super group. I got to find out what Prophets of Rage is about. But come on, don't don't believe the hype. Fight the power. I've been playing 911 all day long. He got game. You know, I mean, this guy is legendary and also in his voices. You're putting voices in the gaming. I've done many voiceover um, jobs throughout the year. I, I tried, when I got into the industry and asked to be in the industry, I, I'm a behind the scenes person. I don't like to be up front, but everything that I've done that the people know me as doing and publicly known, I've been asked to do it. I'm a behind the scenes person, I, and but 
you know, in the business, I think you got to construct the way your life is, just like in your life. You got to make your life. I, I, I got a record contract, but I said, well, well look, I'm going to put a group around me. I don't like being out front all the time. I'm going to call one of my guys who want to be in front all the time. And I love it. Yes. So, and the fact, Flavor Flav, you'll step in a room and you'll suck to start him out of any room. And and I play to the back and do my thing. So that's why Public Enemy happened to work. It's a it's a group. It's a it's a group of diverse individuals. People live, love, and even don't like each other a lot. So it's it's it, it, it's the, what happens with a group. And uh, we got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2013 Prophets of Rage. I was asked to do that in 2016. I decided to do uh, that alongside what I do. Uh, my dad passed in 2016, so I felt there was something new for me to do that would be in the arts that would be therapeutic to get that out of my mind. And uh, that was a great experience from 2016 to 2019. In four years, we played in front of 7 million people. And that was Tom Morello, and Brad, and and, um, and, and uh, you know Timmy from Rage Against the Machine, my right. brother Bill from Cypress Hill, and DJ Lord. And we played in front of 7 million people in 38 countries and did that for four years and it's closed like a play. When it closed like a play, then the pandemic came and then it allowed me to regroup. So I'm not gonna be the person that's gonna be out there like saying that I was happy that the pandemic came, but it allowed me to really grab my time back, Mike. But me too. Me too, the pandemic, I've done my best work during the pandemic. I mean, I started my morning show, which I've now, now done 703 shows. I started that because of the pandemic. We want to create a show where people could come and laugh and pray every day. And we still doing it five days a week. I got my first lead in the movie because of the pandemic. I think a lot of people didn't want to go work. They said, no, it's pandemic. I ain't going to them cameras. I'll take it, sir. Anyway, gave me my first lead after, what, 36, 37 years in the game. So I'm not saying I'm glad we had no pandemic, but it sure didn't hurt my feelings. I just want to say that. <laughs> Did you ever think that that, that there would be a time where the whole world was was to be told, like, y'all stay inside. Everybody, everybody mm -mm. stay inside. And the hardest, toughest people that you even know, they be inside too. That was amazing. I never it's thought amazing. that everybody would, and they were like, and the governments, and I say in plural, the government said, listen, you either stay inside, because if the virus don't get you, we gonna get your ass. Pay attention. Yeah. That was April 2020. And the toughest cats I knew, they were like, yeah, you know, a reason I ain't going outside because, I mean, ain't nobody out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. We've seen this thing going to overnight martial law. Tell me about the graphic novel, or should you say the Nafic Gravel, uh, our trilogy of Chuck D called Studio, S-T-E-W, like you're having some stew, Studio, S-T-E-W, D-I-O. Tell me about that. This was formed out of like, well, really around 2016, because when you're, I did 116 tours, 116 countries. So I don't know what you do, but what do you do with hotel time if you're like in Buenos Aires for three days? It only, it's only but so much going down to the bar or going to this club or whatever that you can do. Me, I'm like, I, you know, I'm going to a city for the 15th time. I already know where everything is. So really, basically, I don't care how nice your hotel room is. You want out. I don't care how nice it is. So I turned with my downtime. That was the year I turned my hotel room into art studios. Because you got number time. I turned it into an art studio. I, Ronnie Wood 
from the Rolling Stones was another hero of mine. And I, we shared the same book company, Genesis, which was my first art book. Mm -hmm. I heard the story that Ronnie Woods, he's a badass artist. Matter of fact, this is, this is him, right? I don't mean to be kidding up. That's all right. That's okay. You know, this is all audio. There ain't nobody see us but me and you. Right. And that was spawned out oh, of this. Oh, I like that. Let me see the cup of that again. Living loud, living loud, Chuck D. I'll get these over to you. They're two different companies. This is from the UK. Oh, now, I would love to see that book. Now, the story is here. This is Ronnie Wood. I mean, it's the type of stuff. He, you know, that's Ronnie Wood, you know. When I heard that Ronnie Wood goes every hotel room he goes into, he sketches. A, a light went off in my head like, damn, okay. He knows what to do with that hotel downtown. I don't care. It's only but so much TV you can watch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Make music. And you, I turn every hotel room into an art studio. The paints, the, the, the you know, the, of course, I got technique when it falls out. Long story short, Mike, that's when I relentlessly did art, kept the, the everyday journal. I would go in the cities and sketch out the city. I would go to places. I would go to museums. And that's been like a seven-year run. And out and 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 after I did ayahuasca, uh, the you did ayahuasca? Yeah, because my <laughs> dad, I wanted to, I didn't want to hear no religion. I didn't want to hear no philosophical. I wanted to feel where my dad's spirit went. I wanted mm. to know. And I got my answer too. But um, I, I did it with, with a shaman and, and uh, people nice. that I knew. And I didn't, I didn't have to go and do it. I did it twice. I did it a year after that with a community. Mm hmm that, but I was asked to do that, and that was it for me. I didn't because once I got my first answer, also the shaman said, "Well, because you've been in the art so long, you already have the ability to elevate in yourself and turn the mm, switch on. You already plugged in." Yeah, I got trauma. I don't have trauma. I got scar tissue. I ain't. You know what I'm saying? All I've been is just living in art, and so I have the ability to go inside myself. But that time was, a, I was like, "Well, I'm talking to the man every day for 55 years, right?" Where how to deal with the silence and that helped me. But out of that, especially after the next year, I create I've created thirty five thousand pieces of art since twenty sixteen. Now, when you say created, what do you mean? You created art? You you painted? You drew? You musical? Well, well number one, you, you I'm gonna paint and draw on pads and things I could carry around. I'm not. It's not like I could carry you know like a sixteen by twenty five foot whatever you know. Say, but. Yeah, I've created, I, I've got books. You know out you here. got enough money to pay a nigga to carry them, <laughs> them canvases. They can just follow you around with a big-ass canvas. I'm going to stop on painting here for a minute. And they just... yeah, I got to leave it. So well, I, I, would keep, I would keep journals. So, I, you know, this is like a next book, and you know. And in your journals, you would write, do the art and everything. You know these things that you could get yeah, at? Yeah, just a sketchbook. Or, yeah. or, or, let me tell you this much, Mike. Mm-hmm. For years, and you can you share the first name too. And I know I get a little winded, but I want you to hear the story. You share the first name of a place that been ripping me off forever. This is not the commercial for my, for Michaels. You know the story, yes. Michaels. Yes, yo man, you go to yeah. Michaels and and they be like, you coming out here bleeding? Like I just got three. <laughs> Let me tell you what kind of ass, Mike. I'm like, five below. You familiar with five below? Uh uh. Five what below. is that? It's a store that's everything. Oh, everything is $5 and under. Oh, yeah. We have one here. Yeah. Yo, five below art supplies and canvases. Michaels was forced to come down, bro. Anyway, I'm all <laughs> over the places. Get these sketchbooks for like, you know, $2.99, $3.99. Right. Built like 50 of them, bro. 
So anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to train myself, Chuck, to do that, to write things out, because so much wonderful shit happens around me every day, but I haven't. I don't I don't think it's a training. I think it's you, you have to do as you feel and what you're comfortable with. Okay. You know, like I write music and lyrics, and somebody might say, "Well, you need to take the the, the recorder." And I said, "Nah, it's just that I'm in my natural flow." So years I would write songs. People talk about don't text and drive. I've been writing <laughs> ever, but I got a technique by writing the passenger seat, and I, it's a little sloppy when I read it later. But I always got my eyes on the road. Oh, you're actually head. a writing in longhand while you're driving. <laughs> right. Okay, wait. Head. I'm out Not of time. Hold on. Hold on. I'm out of time. Can we got to do a part two? Can you stick around for a part two? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. We got to do a part two because we're just only a 30-minute show, and I still got to get deeper into studio. Uh, I really want to know about this. Did you have something to do with Busta Rhymes stage name? I want to know what you think makes a legend. I mean, so many questions. I'm just scratching the surface. So we're gonna come back. We're gonna for the, so we're gonna do this as a two parter. I'm gonna get out of here right now, and then we'll come back and do part two. I'm your boy Michael Kai. I'm with the great Chuck D, a legend in the game, hip hop and rap activist, activist art. Artivist. Artivist. I'm going to get it. Rap Artivist. I'll explain that on the next show. He'll explain it on the next show, and we'll be right black. I'm your boy, Michael Kai. You know, Michael talks to everybody. We do three new shows every week right here on iHeart. Also, you can catch me on my morning show, the Michael Kai Morning Show, Monday through Friday. We will see you soon. Remember, life is a garden if you dig it. And uh, if you keep God first, you should be able to work everything else out. I'll see you on a uh, rebound. Catch you. On the rebound. If you play basketball, they say catch you on the anyway. I don't even really know sports. I was in the library. Okay, see y'all later. Bye. I had a good time today. I hope y'all did too, man. Thank y'all for checking us out here at Michael Talks to Everybody. Hey, you can follow me, man. I'm easy to follow. I'm on Instagram, just under at Michael Kaya. I'm on TikTok. That's Michael Kaya 135. I have a very sexy webpage called TheRealMichaelKaya.com. You know, you go over there, you can find out about my merchandise and what I'm doing and where all my shows are. Everything is right there. Or if you really love me, you can go to my cash app. That's dollar sign, Michael Kaya's money. I'm playing with y'all, but I accept green stamp, food stamp, Canadian money. I'll take your bus transfer if you got some time left on it. And my morning show, oh my goodness, the Michael Kaya morning show. That's 7 a.m. Pacific time, yo, five days a week. This has been a Raylock Group production. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount+, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.